Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. I was a drowning man, yes I was 
lost at sea So lost, yeah Oh, oh, oh yes I was But Lord, you threw me You threw me a line You brought me back to your shore Yes, you did And now I can feel the light From your lighthouse shining on Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are joining us today. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It is a pleasure to have you visiting with us for our online worship service. I am so excited about the way our music team opened us up today with that congregational song. Thank you. Sweet Holy Spirit was perfect. Bernard, I love when you sing. Thank you all. That was awesome. I'm going to give our announcements and then we will get back to our service. Today we have our Sunday fellowship gathering at 11 o'clock. Everyone is welcome to join us. We've been having a good time sharing and laughing together. And then um, last week we had our women's group on um, Sunday. That was the first Sunday that we started up again at 2 p.m. So please join us if you didn't get a chance to. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month at 2 p.m. And um, share with us. We're having we're, that was a pretty good group meet, um, women's group meeting that we had last Sunday. Everyone is welcome to join us for our Monday Zoom house party tomorrow at 1 p.m. 
I, uh, I love the group that we have and we're sharing and having fun and we are actually inspiring each other and connecting on a deeper level. So please join us if you can in the, in, on Mondays. It's a nice way to start off your week. And then tomorrow evening, we have our critical conversations meeting to, as well. It's been a powerful way to come together and begin to heal within our spiritual community, dealing with racial um, discrimination and other forms of discrimination in our United States. So if you can, please join us and we will continue to move into the healing, find our way to discovering how we can be healing agents as well in the United States. On Wednesdays, we have our meditation Wednesday at 7 p.m. And I would love for you to join us if you haven't already. Come join us and pause with us to sit in the presence of God. Be recharged and refill, re, uh, revitalized in the middle of the week. And then you can get back to your week feeling alive again. And if you miss the Wednesday meditations, you can go to the website, unityfh.com. Go down to the calendar of events on the Wednesday that you missed, and you can see it. You can hear the recording of the meditation there. Our 7 p.m., I mean, our seven-week Practicing the Presence class started last Tuesday, October 6th, and it's going until November 17th. So if you'd like to register for the class, you can still do so by, by this Tuesday. Email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and I can send you all the, the information connected to the class and the link. And also you can, you need to practice the book, Practicing the Presence by Joel Goldsmith. You can practice it. I mean, uh, purchase it on smile.amazon.com. Yesterday, the men's group had their meeting and it sounds like it was an awesome meeting. Peter Howard didn't tell me all the details, but I could tell he had a good time. So we'll, I will let you know when the next one is scheduled. And you men can go ahead and go to our website when it is, and you can get the details for that. On October 24th is our UFH movie night at 7 p.m. We're going to be watching Under the Tuscan Sun. I'm looking forward to that. That's an awesome movie. It's a very inspirational movie as well. And then on the next day, October 25th, that's our Giving Sunday, which is a perfect opportunity to catch up on your tithes and your pledges and to give a little more to support Unity of Farmington Hills if you have it. For the Zoom links for all of the activities and groups and events that I have just shared with you, please visit our website, unityfh.com. If you don't see it on the homepage, go to the calendar of events for the dates that I've mentioned and you can get the information there. To schedule an appointment with me during my office hours, which are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. or to request prayer, please email me at seniorminister@unityfh.com or you can call me at 248-737-9191. If I don't answer, just leave a message and I will um, get back to you to schedule an appointment. Remember that the prayer request, after I pray, over, pray with you or pray over your prayer request, I send them to Silent Unity for 30 days of additional prayer, which is perfect to have that added bonus of being lifted in prayer. This concludes our announcements for today. So now as we join our music team in singing Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds 
to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. The Daily Word for today, September, uh, Sunday, October 11th, 2020, is prosperity. I am prosperous as I enjoy my daily blessings. Together, I am prosperous as I enjoy my daily blessings. And the message reads, I am comfortable with the person I see in the mirror as I begin my day. I am filled with energy and enthusiasm for my work, my recreation, time with family and friends, or time for learning and reflection. My gratitude grows throughout the day as I take part in activities I enjoy and spend time with people I care about. As I prepare for sleep, I am grateful for the blessings of a day well lived. More than money or possessions, prosperity is an awareness of well-being, my ability to simply to enjoy simple blessings. I strengthen pro- my prosperity consciousness as I bless and appreciate my home, my friends and family, and my work. I increase the flow of abundance by sharing my time, talents, and treasure in service to others. The scripture for today comes from Psalm chapter 3, verse 6, and it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me, please, and take a deep, deep breath, and exhale deeply. Allowing your focus to flow down into your heart center, right in the center of your chest, allowing yourself to move into a state of peace and stillness as we acknowledge that there is only one power and one presence active in our lives and in the universe, God the Good Omnipotent. And as we sit in that space of acknowledging you, God, we know that we are one with you, therefore we are good as well. Your goodness dwells within us as well. 
We open ourselves up to see that in ourselves more deeply and to see it in others as well. No matter how we express or how another person expresses, we only have eyes to see love and goodness. And we ask you to bring that forth in the forefront of our consciousness that all we see is the good in ourselves and the good in others. In this moment, we also ask that you allow the human expression within us, our mind and our feelings and our beliefs, all of that to decrease and allow the Christ within us, the God within us to come forth to hear your message for today, to fully understand it, and then to be guided in living it in our lives. Thank you, God, for every way that you guide us, that you love us, and that you bless us. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now, let us affirm our growth affirmation. And I promise you, it is working because our church is growing. And I'm thanking God for that. So let us affirm it together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thanks for affirming that with me. I hope you know that it is working. And so now we are going to have Laurel sing the song Press On, and that is our first um, special song for today. And then I will be back with our message for today. I'll see you in a little bit. When I have had all I can take Losing my grip I start to slip away When I can hear the voice of doubt Inside my head screaming loud Strengthen my faith and help me say
I like that song, Press On. That was a really nice song. I love the words in it. I will follow. I will press on. That even when the walk seems long, that you'll press on knowing that God is there. God's love is always there. That is an awesome message for what's going on in the world right now. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you, Lauren, for the awesome video to go with it. Thank you, Nicholas, Bernard, and Michael. I appreciated that performance. It was really, really uplifting and really, really inspirational. Thanks again. So Sid and Murray are best friends and they have been bet they're in their nineties and they have been best friends for 80 years since they were 10 years old. They love watching football together and having a ball, any kind of football, NFL football, high school football, junior high school football, Monday night football, Sunday football. They love football. So they're sitting here watching a football game one mon Monday night and Sid turns to Murray and says, you know what, Sid? What if there's no football in heaven? Have you ever thought about that? We may be dying soon. We're in our 90s. What if we get up to heaven and there's no football in heaven? Oh, my goodness. And Murray says, I tell you what, if I die before you and I get to heaven, I will come back down and let you know if there's football. And if you pass away before I do, you come down and let me know if there's football in heaven. So they make that agreement. A week later, Sid passes away. And Murray's sitting there in the football, Monday night football, sad and grieving his best friend. He says, Sid, I surely wish you were here. I hope there's football in heaven. And all of a sudden, poof, Sid appears in front of him. Murray jumps up and starts hugging him. Oh, my goodness. You can tell it wasn't in COVID. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're here. Hey, how you doing? How's heaven? Oh, my gosh. Is there football in heaven? And Sid goes, I have good news. I have bad news. Murray's like, what do you mean good news, bad news? All you can do is just tell me, is there football in heaven? Okay, what's the good news? Sid goes, there's football in heaven. Murray goes, yes, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Wait a minute, what's the bad news? And Sid goes, you're the quarterback next Sunday. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I got through it. <laughs> You're the quarterback. <laughs> oh my goodness. My, I know there's laughter in heaven and I'm going to be in seventh heaven. <laughs> Cause I'll be able to laugh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's my favorite pastime is laughing. So anyway, as we move into this second week of October, I want to continue our theme, our, our series, Answering God's Call. Last week, as we opened up this series, I was sharing with you all that after we've come so deeply into understanding divine order last month, that it had come to me that since we realize now that everything comes from the mind of God, is created in the mind of God, that now that we know that divine order, it feels like we're being pushed and pulled and, and, and moved forward into being greater expressions of divine love, of the expression of God's love in this world. And what we talked about last week 
was answering God's call, empathic listening, being being an empathic listener. And that pulls you into being a greater expression of love because you sit in a space where you hear the heart of the other person, hear how the other person is sharing their emotions and you're very present with them. And I was saying that there are five ways that God has taught me that I've been doing in my life, uh, five ways that I've been moving into being a greater empathic listener and that's being present with the person completely where they have my attention listening with a heart of love instead of a heart of hurt being willing to be vulnerable where I release the 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 blocks from my heart and what's guarding my heart from fully being in the present moment of feeling the person and then also being willing to be uncomfortable because sometimes when someone shares and you're empathically listening, you will pick up on what they're feeling that's uncomfortable. And the last thing was listening without judgment. I want to go more deeply into the listening without judgment, into releasing judgment, period. Because when you move in a space of accepting where the person is, when they share how they feel, Accepting it without judgment, you open yourself up to be greater expressions of God's healing, of God's transformation, and of creating divine interaction and divine relationships. Because once you hear without judgment, you hear their truth from a human perspective, and you're able to pray for whatever it is that they need from a truth, from a God perspective of, their, of God's truth. So today, as we move into experience, um, discussing that, I want to discuss the title of my talk, I'll say, is Answering God's Call to Acceptance. Answering God's Call to Acceptance. To heal the issues of our relationships, even the issues that are going on in this world, to heal our interactions with each other, to heal any aspects of our life, we must first fully move into a space of acceptance. And there's a couple phases of that that I want to go into. The first phase of acceptance is learning to be aware of what's going on in your world. What's going on in the mind, your world in your mind, inside of your mind. And The scripture that I want to use that deals with this comes from John chapter 8, verse 32. This is from the New Living Translation that I'm going to read. It says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's two levels of truth here that I want to discuss. The first level, first of all, it says you will know the truth. So that means being aware of the truth of your situation. Telling the truth about what's going on inside of you. And the truth is that no one has control over what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're speaking. I mean, uh, saying what you do or what you believe. No one besides you have control over that. And when you move into becoming aware of what you're feeling inside and that you have control over changing it, you can accept what is so for you. You can accept the truth of what's going on inside of you on a human level. And when you accept that truth of what's going on in you in a human level without judgment, you release yourself from being bogged down in any um, unloving feelings, any unloving judgments, any resentments, 
any criticisms about yourself, all of that, you release yourself from it. So in that, you're set free. The other truth, now that's the relative truth because it change, it can change. So as you change your thinking, it becomes, and move into a higher level of truth. That's why it's relative because it changes. So once you shift and realize and accept, uh, become aware of what you're feeling and then accept what you're feeling, that it is your thoughts, that you're choosing this, your free will, you lift yourself from the, from the, the bogged down feelings of judgment. So in that way, you're set free. The second way that you're set free from the truth is when you accept God's truth. When you accept that you are made in God's image and likeness, that you are divinely good, that you are made with that spark of divinity within you, that not only do you have choice on what to choose, what, go, what you're thinking, that through choosing what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're speaking and what you're feeling, you co-create with God your very life. That you are one with that one power, one presence that is God and you can co-create with that. You begin to accept that truth. And what happens is the heaviness of taking responsibility of everything in your life lifts as well. As you step into the truth that, of the word of God. So you're freed on two levels. You're freed by releasing the judgment of what you're thinking. And stepping into the, just accepting the truth. It is what it is. Straight up, no chaser, no judgment to it. And then you're free when you step into the truth of allowing God to be the one power and one presence that's co-creating with you your very life. So you're freed on both sides. Now, the beautiful piece about this is that if, as we accept what is so, as we become, first of all, as we become aware of what is, what is going on in our life, that is the first step to change. There's a, a um, writer by the name of Brian Tracy who said that the first step toward change is awareness. The second step is acceptance. And so when you move into becoming aware of what's going on, you can accept what is so, and then you can move into changing it. So let me give you an example. When I was having that interaction with my daughter that I was telling you all about last week, when I was listening, I had chosen to listen to what she had to share with me. And I'm trying to be, and I'm being an empathic listener. In the beginning of it, I was not, I told you last week, I was not empathic at all. I wasn't even listening to her, paying attention to her. I was paying attention to my own feeling some kind of way and my own inner chatter. Oh, really? You feel that way? Oh, that, what about what you did to me? And this and that. I was nowhere becoming aware, uh, 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 being in a space of being an empathic listener at that moment. I became aware of that because I have become, I have moved into committing to be more aware of what's going on inside of me what, and becoming present to what's going on in my mind. And when I came to that awareness, I realized that I was out of alignment in that moment with being an empathic listener. And I decided to release what I was thinking about and become completely present with my daughter. Once I did that, I had accept, well, first I became aware of what was going on in my mind and then I accepted it to what it is. I'm sitting here judging, judging her and everything. I'm not even being empathic. 
I, I did it without judgment. I wasn't criticizing myself. I didn't feel bad about it. It just is what it was, what it was. And I said, God, help me to shift myself out of the way and move myself into being an empathic listener. And that is when I was able to hear what my daughter was saying to me, hear what she was feeling. And at the same time, I was hearing what she was feeling and I was receiving what she was feeling with a vulnerable heart that was willing to be vulnerable, willing to be uncomfortable and letting go of judgment. My stuff dissipated as I stood as a space of Christ for my daughter to share her stuff. That happens when you commit to accept becoming aware of what's going on in your mind and then accept it for what it is and then change it to a higher level of truth of what it can be. That is how we can move into a higher expression of being the divinity in our interactions and in our relationships that we are being called to be in our world. And so when I did that, I was now standing in my divinity as I was listening to my daughter. Also did that with my sister, my sister who passed away two years ago. And this is really sensitive to me because this is serious to me. This is serious to me being this higher expression of God and how it heals me and how it heals my relationships. When my mom was in a hospital the second time for cancer when she was in hospice, my sister um, said some, a remark to me. I was leaving out of the, uh, uh, coming into the hospital room where my mother was and my sister said something and it hurt my feelings. And I wanted to say something to her at that time. But at that time, I would clam up when my feelings were hurt. And I wouldn't really respond. Maybe one word or something like that. Because I didn't want to cry. So I didn't want to say anything. Because I felt it, it, would, it would make me cry. So eventually, later that day, I got up the guts to call my sister. Now, she and I, she's right under, she was right under me. And we had this sibling rivalry. What I did with her. She was so perfect. And so I wanted to be perfect like her. It's weird. Your younger sister and you want to be perfect like them. But when she'd say something to me or my family members would say something critical or hurt or, or uh, criticism or something like that that wasn't, um, wasn't the most flattering, it would hurt my feelings. And so I shared with her that my, that my feelings were hurt with what she said, but I realized that's because I took it personally. I have a feeling she didn't mean to say it, but I just wanted to let her know that she often does that, often says stuff that is critical or could be hurtful to people. And she said she didn't realize it. She didn't realize that that's what she was doing. And she apologized. And she said, I, I won't say anything like that anymore. I'll pay attention to what I say. I know you're sensitive. And, and, and that shifted us to a higher connection. We had a deep bonding in that moment. And then we had years a bonding before she died two years ago. Now, can you imagine the how more much more deeply the hurt would have been of her transition had I not healed that and moved into a deeper level of us being God in each other's lives? We loved talking about God. We loved sharing and we were very vulnerable with each other. But that started when I shared where I was with her, I was aware of my feelings. I was aware that they were my feelings and I was choosing them. And I still spoke to her to share it with her. And in my sharing transparently and vulnerably with her, we were able to heal that. 
That is what we are here to do in this world. We're here to interact with each other on a real, in the real, not this phony, not this hatred. Hatred is not real, not this anger, not resentment, not unforgiveness, not feeling that we're superior. That's not real. We're here to become aware of those moments when we're acting out of alignment with the truth. The truth is, as first Peter chapter three, verse eight says, the truth is that we, the uh, chapter, uh, first John chapter three, verse eight says, finally, all of you should be one of my, of one mind. All of you should be of one mind, which means that we all should feel and express the oneness with each other. That's what we're created to do. Act and interact as if we are one. Sympathize with each other. Being aware of what's going on in the other person and caring about what's going on in the other person. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. When you keep a humble attitude, you realize that we are on the same page. We are all individualized expressions, different individualized, unique expressions of the one God that no one is any greater than the other, that no one is any greater than the other. We are all divine, beautiful expressions of the good that is God. And we are here to be examples of that. So say, for instance, someone is rude to you and you are still tender hearted and loving to them. Some people might say, well, what is it in me that caused that to come forth? What was my karma? Sometimes it is not your karma. Sometimes it is that the glory of God is meant to come forth in your life because you've pushed yourself, you've moved into a spiritual maturity to feel it. So what's happening then is that the other person has called you into their life to demonstrate love to them, to show them how to be an example of the Christ love that Jesus is. So that you act in love no matter what they do to you, no matter how rude they are to you. So sometimes we come into people's lives to teach them by our interactions of being loving to them, to teach them that no matter what you do to me, you are not going to change how much I love you. And it makes them think that is their lesson to learn love and your blessing to give them. Verse nine says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing as you move into that space of being loved no matter what. Becoming aware of where you are, telling yourself the truth, accepting the truth on the human level of what's going on in your life, and then knowing that you can move it forward by being the expression, knowing the truth that sets you free. When you accept the truth without judgment on a human level, what's going on in your life and that you've created it, you're free from judgment of it. You're free from all the false feelings of it. You're free from all those heavy, dark emotions of it. And then you are free to step into being and accepting the truth of God's word that you are, that you're divinely good and divinely loved and divinely truth and divinely prosperous. No matter what anybody says to you, that you are the image and likeness of God and nobody can change it. Nobody. That's what we're here to be. The only way to shift the fragment of the consciousness, the fragments that are in the consciousness of the United States, the only way to dismantle 
systemic racism, discrimination, or anything like that is to become aware of when we're experiencing it or when we are the one doing it. Accept it for what it is on the human level. Call forth the truth in it. Stepping into the truth of the situation and then letting God guide us on what is ours to do in that situation in a nonviolent, loving manner. Because that person is calling forth an expression of love in their life so that they can learn it more fully. We got all these people in the United States who feel they're superior. And we can stand in a space of love, those of us who they feel they're superior over. We can stand in a space of love and penetrate their hearts with love. I promise you the glory of God. I said it last week and I believe it, that the glory of God is coming forth through the truth that will set us free. The truth that will set us free. Stand in it. Know it. Accept it. And then let God Heal, transform, and create divine interactions where when people interact with you, they feel the presence of God the same way they did when they interacted with Jesus. The same way when you call forth your imagination on how Jesus could have been or is that you can be the example of that as well. We are called to be divine expressions of God that when people around us, they feel heaven on earth. Become aware of what's going on in your mind. Accept it for the truth that it is. Whatever it is, you are responsible for co-creating that. And then move into a higher expression of God's truth. Study the word, study the scripture, study it from a spiritual perspective. Learn who you are, learn who God is, learn the truth and start to walk in the truth of who you are because the truth can set you free from the physical laws and step you into a higher expression of the spiritual law that you are. That's what we're here to do. God's calling us to acceptance. Are you ready to answer God's call? Are you ready to say, yes, here I am. I'm an expression of accepting your truth in my life as my lifestyle to penetrate and transform and create the divine expression of divine interactions with others, divine relationships with others, divine manifestations of God's divine order and law in my life as me in and through and as me. Are you willing to do that? I challenge you all to do this with me. And as we move forth, listening with an empathic ear, listening with a heart of love instead of a heart of hurt, let us transform into higher expressions of accepting things just as they are. Straight up no chaser in the human realm. And then seeing how it is that God is guiding us to bring forth and accept, become aware of God's truth, the higher expression of truth, accept it in our lives and be the physical manifestation of it in this world. <sighs> we can heal this. Now, the whole systemic thing may not shift in our lifetime, but it will shift and we're seeing movement. You just got to trust it. You got to believe it and you got to accept it to be so. We are seeing movement. It is happening. 
We are moving into a fuller expression of divine love and heaven on earth in the expression of the United States and in the expression of the world. And I'm thanking you, God, for moving, for moving in each and every one of us to bring us forth to be divine expressions of divine interaction. That when people are around us and interact with us, they feel the Christ, they feel the God in us. And that in our relationships, we kick that up to, a ne to the next level of divine expression. Thank you, God. Amen. Whew. And so now it's time for us to move into the giving segment where we kick it up <laughs> in our giving. Uh, think about the love offering that you have in mind to donate to Unity of Farmington Hills. And please affirm the love offering blessing with me. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And for your online donations, go to unityfh.com. You can make your donations there. For those, excuse me, of you who are sending in your donations, please go to Unity of Farmington Hills. Uh, I mean, please send your donations to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West, 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. However it is that you give, of your love, of your time, of your talent, of your treasure, of your prayers, of your inspiration. However it is that you give to Unity of Farmington Hills, to everyone in Unity of Farmington Hills, to me. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you. Oh, I am so grateful to be <laughs> at Unity of Farmington Hills. You have no idea how grateful I am. So we're going to have our next song entitled always enough it'll be led by lauren and laurel and i will be back to lead us in our closing prayer and our prayer for protection our closing virtual prayer circle and our prayer for protection i'll see you in a little bit drying weary land Lord you are the rain and in the sea of shattered ones your love comes rushing in you hold the world within
very moving. Thank you, Lauren and Laurel and Nicholas and Bernard and Michael. And thank you, Lauren, for that awesome video for that song. It, it really touched my heart. So let us prepare for our virtual prayer circle. So bring forth in your mind those who you want prayer for. And please close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. And allow your consciousness to float back down into your heart center. As we pray from the consciousness of knowing that God's presence is in the lives of everyone who we're praying for. That we're praying from the consciousness that the prayer is already answered. That God has already moved in each and every life. 
And God is already manifesting the heart's desire and that which their heart is calling out for. Right now, not tomorrow, not two months from now, from now, right now, God has answered the prayer. And we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for being able to stand in the gap and call forth and affirm and acknowledge and decree the highest and greatest good in the lives of those who we care for, the highest and greatest good in this world, God, the highest and greatest good in everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills and our spiritual family. Thank you, God, for blessing, blessing, and blessing some more every way that you bless this church, that you bless this. (sighs) Bless us to be able to be co-creators of spiritual love and compassion in this world. I thank you for for allowing us to come forth together. Those who helped me to create this service, thank you for everything they did, every way they helped to contribute to the beautiful expression that happened today. Thank you to Matthew and Faith and Lauren for promoting this with me. And thank you for all who attend on a regular basis and those who watch on a regular basis later afterwards as well. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ that loves no matter what, that blesses no matter what, that is our very presence and source of all that we need. We lift this prayer up, thanking you, God, for answering it. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And if you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to our YouTube page and to like our Facebook page. For those of you who are joining me today for our Sunday fellowship, I'll see you in a little bit. And for those of you who are not, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of your week. I will see you next time. Again, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It's been a pleasure and a joy. Let's close out by singing with our music team, the peace song. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast.
We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.